0: dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. DIY, and
2: How Studios presents From Toronto, Canada Muses and Stuff With your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Part of the Rock and Roll Archaeology Network of Podcasts Music Culture technology and rock and roll so grab those backstage passes and let's get to the show
3: hey shanti hi links So we just had the opportunity to talk with Canadian jazz legend and all around badass Molly Johnson about the Kensington Jazz Festival. Molly is an absolute Canadian treasure. She's a Juno award-winning singer-songwriter whose career began when she was just a child. She was born and raised in Toronto and she grew up in Kensington Market. So this location is no doubt all the more special to her and it couldn't be a greater choice.
1: And, man, she is so funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, we laughed so much during this episode. So this is the third year for the festival, and Molly and her amazing team have been working hard to continuously build on what has already been an incredible success. And this year features more venues than ever before and a super impressive roster of over 300 musicians who will all be in the heart of the city, filling Kensington with the sweet sounds of jazz. Yes. Yes. So, we sat down with Molly to discuss the
3: amazing festival. But when you're in a room with someone as incredible and fascinating and intelligent as Molly, the conversation, of course, really grows from there. We got to talk about her latest album, Meaning to Tell Ya, on Amazon. Uh, Molly shared some great wisdom with us about fashion and stage costumes and the importance of really valuing ourselves as we are and as we age.
1: There you have it. Enjoy the
3: show.
4: Shots Spend it all My name is Molly Johnson Yeah, hi
3: Molly Hi So happy to be here
4: Happy to have you Happy
3: to talk about the Jazz Festival (laughs) Um, My first question is Has this always been a dream of yours? No, of
4: course not No, no (laughs) No, no No, no. But it, it was definitely something that I felt my music community could use Was a sort of a local musician celebration of Mm -hmm. local musician kind of festival uh yeah in the jazz genre but that's jazz with a sort of a small j because we you know jazz is ever changing broadening
3: for sure for sure
1: Well, we're coming live from, well, no, it's not going to be live, (laughs) (laughs) pre-recorded from Kensington Market, where the festival takes place. What makes Kensington Market the perfect location for the Jazz Festival?
4: Well, for this particular festival, what makes it perfect is that there are already existing venues on Augusta on the street. There are easily six licensed venues already on the street, so I didn't have to recreate the wheel or order tons of porta-potties or shut the streets down or any of that kind of stuff. We just uh, talk the club owners into letting us program a particular weekend.
1: So yeah, particular weekend, now three years running.
3: And it's the 14th to
1: the 16th of September? 14,
4: 15, 16, September 2018.
3: Amazing. This really is like the perfect area for it. You just can like roam around. Everything's like enclosed the community here just feels so like welcoming and
4: it's really like the market is a, a real paradox you know it's it's always changing yet it, it stays the same yeah and because it so many people from all over the world have made their home here or started their lives here there's a there's a very low judgment factor when you walk in here not to mention the fact that cam is kitty corner to us. So it's clearly the market is always full of lunatics, (laughs) lovely, crazy people wandering around. So, you know, it keeps it, it keeps it balanced in here. There's a great Uh, mix. Our festival is uh, all about, um, weaving our way through the businesses. We don't shut the street down. We don't, uh, we don't leave after the festival. Our office stays here all year round. We produce two albums, over the last year that'll be released at the festival this year of artists that from our festival, we started music school for little kids here. Wow. So we're here all, all the time.
3: It's an ongoing, it's
4: an ongoing thing. And, and we program music into non music venues. So we call that a curated busking series. So we have semi-acoustic acoustic artists in businesses like Belgium waffle and new bagel and the fish and chip guy and of course, the star of it is Tom, of Tom's suiting. And Tom is second, if not third generation Hungarian here in the market, who's built a very substantial business of suits, socks, and other things related to men's clothing. And he takes 13 racks of suits out of his store, and we put a grand piano in there. Wow. And we have a piano series in Tom's store while he's selling suits and socks and... That's stuff so, goes that's on so cool. and yeah it's lovely the, it's the lovely. whole
3: community comes together for that's it right that's you get right. to experience like every every day kensington while also that's right experiencing. yeah that's so cool uh one of the most unique experiences about the festival is the fact that there's no advance tickets and it's cash only
4: that's right we have no guest lists for starters i mean if you really love that artist then you should pay you, <laughs> That's
1: exactly how you sh- I feel you should
4: m- more than pay yeah. if you really love that person
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, I don't understand the status of having your name on a list I personally don't even like playing my own hometown and you may see based on my schedule how few and far between those dates are because I know too many people here yeah and I'm playing Massey Hall and I'm losing my shirt Because 80% of that audience is comped out, not because they can't afford it, but because they want the status of being on my goddamn guest list. I I can't stand it. I can't stand it. And this is an artist-driven festival. And it's artist-driven. We actually are working musicians who know what working musicians need. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, but banks, for instance, are not in the business of making music. They're in the business of making money. Yeah. So we have no banks. We have no corporate sponsors in this festival. And it is cash only. And that cash, less 10%, goes directly to the artist at the end of their set. And our volunteers, which take us years to collect solid volunteers that we trust to handle the artist money. Mm-hmm. So if anybody knows of a volunteer who's good with making no change because everything in this festival is basically $20. <laughs> making it easy. Um, it's very, very easy. And we really need some trustworthy people who can collect money for our artists. But that's how we roll here, mm-hmm. which does not fit into Toronto arts council funding. So hence we have no funding from Toronto arts council. <clears throat> uh, we have no funding from the city because they don't understand what we're doing over here, which is actually paying musicians cash money is what we're doing over here
3: that's why it takes a musician leadership
4: that's right yeah that's right
1: that's incredible and it makes a lot of sense
4: yeah it's simple stuff
1: makes a lot of sense and you're right simple yeah simple stuff so year three what can our first year attendees expect and what can our returning um our returning guests well, we uh, have some we have well, some great new any, venues, yeah we have great new 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 elements, venues um,
4: you know we 're better not bigger, so we got into the synagogue, which faces onto Bellevue onto the park on denison street, and uh, that is a gorgeous oh, wow. historical building it 's over a hundred years old, and the um, management and staff of the synagogue have been incredibly generous with us and uh, really excited to have us in their synagogue. So we program some great music in the synagogue, complete with a klezmer band that will perform outside the synagogue as you come in and and as you come out of the show. Uh, We have the park this year, which has been under construction for two years, and it's done. And we have, on the Saturday and Sunday, some fantastic... Semi acoustic, neighborhood friendly music happening in the park. I've been out to all the restaurants that circle the park, and we've been asking them to think about creating picnic lunches for our weekend, which we can social media out to all our guests to say, hey, if you're coming to the park, here's where you can get a cheap and cheerful fish and chip to come and sit in the park, for instance. So we have the park, we have the synagogue. And we have St. Stephen's Church at College and Bellevue, which is one of Canada's oldest churches. Maggie, Reverend Maggie, who runs St. Stephen's, is a phenomenal creature. I recommend every woman in Canada have at least five minutes with her. She will change your life. She's really something. Um, She's really something. Uh, her church needs $70,000 to repair... And replace the stained glass. And Heritage Canada has agreed to match whatever the church can make. So we have some beautiful music happening on the Saturday up at St. Stephen's. And we're asking and we'll do some social media around trying to raise her more money through that day for that church. So we're doing that. So we have the church. We have the synagogue. We have the park. And there's a lovely new sort of busking venue that's opened on Baldwin. Uh, A Japanese whiskey bar called Koi Koi has opened on Baldwin. Um, So we'll be putting a piano series in there.
1: That sounds awesome. It was really hard not to interrupt you during that to go. (laughs) I can't wait to meet her. I can't wait to go. Yeah,
4: yeah. St. Stephen's is a beautiful old church. Awesome. Yeah. Um, What
3: are some of your most favorite aspects of doing the festival and uh, any elements during the festival that stand out to you?
4: Well, the very first year, uh, you know, I had to have, I don't know, 300, and I'm not kidding, phone conversations with each and every one of those artists to explain what we were doing the first year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, getting musicians head around The playing for the door moment, which is ridiculous. When I play Massey Hall, I'm playing for the door in a big ass way. Ten thousand dollars gets you inside the room. You haven't even put a guitar amp on that stage. Never mind a guitar player, and you're already ten thousand dollars in the hole. That's Massey. It's a beautiful place. And there's ways to get around that $10,000. And believe you me, I played the place <laughs> twice and I figured it out. So, But that's ingenuity and, and uh, that's uh, offering Massey an enormous amount of publicity. For instance, can I get $10,000 worth of publicity on my show? Yes, I can. And I'll work very hard on that. This is the thing about musicians is that uh, I don't know when somebody told them they're going to get a golden key. like it, does, it doesn't happen. And that's an absurd thought um playing for the door the problem with playing for the door in the last 25 years is people have sort of sort of had stopped coming out to see live shows so you were not having huge houses of people so you weren't actually making any money at the door Mm -hmm. i get that So now we've come around that incredible technology curve and we're in a beautiful sweet spot where you're an idiot as a musician if you don't have a website and you don't have a fan list and you don't have a way to reach out to all the people that have supported you in that past and then build on that. What's wrong with you people? This isn't going to happen for you without you making it happen. It's a
3: business.
4: and It's it's a business. It's a great business. And I'm in the real business. Like, that's just jump change business. I actually uh, am am a universal music recording artist that just spent $250,000 on an album. Thank you very much. So after 30 and counting years in the music business. So I kind of know what I'm talking about. And I kind of know that even now... And especially now, I create my own business. I create my own work. I booked all those shows that you see on my website were booked by me. That was me picking up the phone and calling the Montreal Jazz Festival, the Halifax Jazz Festival, the Aurelia Theater. That's me. So I need to try my hardest to consistently put that message out. You know, the optics are the showbiz magic fairy dust. Mm -hmm. But... A working musician needs to look behind those optics and get their head on straight. And working for the door here at our festival, where we put all our time and energy is on social media to really make sure that our venues are full. And they're filled with people that are engaged, Mm -hmm. who came because they wanted to be there. And they paid cash money. When you're buying tickets in advance, maybe you're not going to show up. Yeah. Maybe that's an empty seat. And that's boring, really boring. So so the point is, is that we this music business of ours, that people are all doomy and gloomy about 10 years ago, we're done with that now. We're actually at a whole new level. Get your big boy pants on and uh, let's go, right? Because it's great. Yeah, It's, it's great. I, I've sold more records on Amazon than my record company has.
3: Wow. Yeah, it's a
1: completely... It's a different world. Yeah.
4: And it's a pretty good world, even for an old lady like me.
1: You know how to work it? You know how to work it? I know you, how to work you're... it, and I know
4: how to surround myself with smart people, and I listen to them. Yes.
1: We were just talking about how busy we are today. Are you, mm-hmm. Do you feel better now?
4: Yeah. I <laughs> <know> that.
1: <laughs>
4: good. That's my goal. to That's make. You. I want you to feel better. I want you to feel better. A little bit scared, but better. Yeah. That's my goal every day.
1: So... I've always made it a mission to celebrate and promote fellow Canadian artists. I know now that I've seen that board out there and I've seen how many musicians and then and how many bands are coming, this might be a difficult question to ask. It might be an unfair question to ask. Any performances you are particularly excited for?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I always love the youth piece here at the festival. This festival is really around not promoting new talent. This festival is about those artists that have been in the trench who committed to this music, who make records like this, who win Junos, like this is a. This is for the committed musician. Except for this one stage I have, which is um, hilarity ensues because it's in a Chinese community center on Augusta called Hainan Community Center run by a, dare I say, an outcast of Kim's Convenience, this guy. <laughs> Richard Lowe is his name. He's wonderful... Uh, loves having the kids in, and we build um, an, uh, a festival of kids under 25 playing jazz in there. And we have a lemonade stand out front. And then right next to it is St. Stephen's uh, Youth Arcade. And in there we have our sort of singer-songwriters, our piano players, the more quiet stuff. And so between those two venues, which are side-by-side, we have kids under 25 playing, which led to us starting a music school here in Kensington Market and working with – An amazing uh, music educator named Madoka Murata. And Madoka Murata is someone you should probably go talk to one day. She's an amazing music teacher. She's been at it for 30 years. Kids do not come out of there without actually reading music. She's got an incredible process. Oh, no, it's the real deal. So we have that program now running for us in the market for really little kids, because you want to get them little because it's a big instrument, the piano. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's, it's a 10-year commitment, seriously. And it should be a 10 years of fun, not 10 years of hell, right? Because it's long, because it's big. So, so we sort of take that uh, when we through the school. So that's a very exciting venue for me, um, just because they're so good. Uh, are there any others? I think my absolute, I knew we were onto to something the very first year when uh, Jackie Richardson, who's an iconic Canadian actress and musician, and Joe Seely, who's one of Canada's greatest jazz musicians that you don't know, um, the two of them, at about 10 o'clock at night, were walking arm-in-arm arm up the street. They're both in their 60s. I know that's ancient for you. Uh, it's quite young for me, but... Um, walking arm-in-arm arm at about 10 o'clock at night up the street smiling and giggling at each other, and I'm sure they hadn't talked in easily a year or so, each with their little thing of fried chicken and a biscuit and a ginger beer, because that's what happens in the green room for artists. <laughs> and I just thought, yeah, we're on to something. Um, it's the community. It's in a, a, our green room is not a jam. We don't have a jam. You've just played an hour of music. The last thing musicians actually want to do is jam. That's a fan thing. Again, this is an artist-driven festival. Just
1: give them a ginger beer.
4: We have a special, beautiful room where they can go and hang out and store their instruments and sit and drink donated beer and fried chicken and hang out and chat. And there's no fans and there's no selfies and there's no nothing. Just the it's artists. just it's the artists just hanging around. And they can come and go. And I have a bulldog at the door and uh
1: like an actual bulldog or like a person who's I'm not like sure. a bulldog I, I, I actually
4: i actually have bull. i don't personally have bulldogs but I, they are available to me <laughs> and i have people that present as bulldogs so both so again artist driven um and that's 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 really for me the moment
3: yeah yeah so you really have your hands full all year planning this. I don't know yeah. how you managed to actually produce an album this year as well. Right. Um, been, and I have children. Yes. And a dog. <laughs> I've really been loving meaning to tell you. Uh-huh. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about making that. And um, the the songs really feel like very of the moment, very... yeah yeah. Like, important.
4: I always uh, record live off the floor when I record albums. I get the band in a room. I put myself in a bit of isolation, but not that much. And we are recording together. I think that's part of what you're hearing, is that. That's the immediacy, because it was immediate, because it was one take. You're hearing at take. Wow. That's what you're hearing. I think um, in a world of edits and samples, this is rare. It's a special magic. It's a special thing, and I think you're actually hearing musicians actually playing their instruments.
3: Yeah. What a change.
4: <laughs> Which is uh, a different thing. Um, and I think that, you know, we spend a lot of time with headphones on and eyes on screens. And I like to think that I can give people a bit of a break in that everything is, is very real and very mm-hmm. authentic.
3: So. Oh, I love that album. It's so good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And the art for it. We were just talking about how fabulous you look. Well,
4: I have people, clearly. <laughs> I have people that make me look like that. And I've had the same people for many, many years. The makeup artist is new this year, and she was really great. But I've discovered, and you're looking at my face right now, and I have mascara and maybe some old lipstick. But mm. I, I, it's basically all I wear anyhow. Um, you know, the older you get, the less you need, girls. And I mean that. <laughs> As a very broad stroke of I super don't give a shit. (laughs) Like beyond. You're not even going to believe it. You're not even going to believe how much time you wasted giving a shit about stuff that seriously means zippity-doo-dah. Seriously. You got to focus down a little. Button that down a little bit, girls. Whatever is really bugging you, it's really probably not that big. It's really not going to be that big. And five years out, you're probably not even going to remember it.
1: Wise words.
4: So yeah, you know what we spend too much time words. on that, especially we girls. We spend too much time on that. Um, so
1: true.
4: I have a dress fairy, mm-hmm. and I mean that he uh, he always finds me beautiful things. Sorry, I, I borrow get excited. Them. My ice water. I borrow them. I wear them. I give them back. <laughs> right. I I've always had someone around in my wheelhouse. I mean, I have to direct them. Like I clearly said to him, I need bohemian chic. Uh, Because I talked to the girl who actually designs for Gucci. Can I just say for a minute? Can we just take (laughs) a moment here? I think she's about 29 years old, if that. And she's the designer for Gucci right now. Look her up. Look her up. It's kind of gruesome. No, no, seriously. (gasps) And if you look at the Gucci ads, especially this fall, going forward, you will see older women in the ads. And the reason for that this young woman is clearly identified that the only people could actually afford Gucci yeah. are older women and rappers. Yeah. So it's kind of like Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart yeah. is kind of the Gucci crowd. Yeah. And uh, I love it though. I love the color. Um, so basically I direct what I need to be looking like. And I give that to experts who deliver me the goods. I don't think it's Wise as a performer, as an artist, to be fixated on how I look. I understand it's important for moments at a time. And those moments are very important, but they're freaking moments. And the rest of the time, I'm not living there. I absolutely... And since I was a punk with a mohawk, I had that attitude that you can't spend so much time on how you look on stage. It's a... And mostly I grew up with like Blue Rodeo and these freaking guys who rolled off the tour bus on stage... You did not see, oh, okay, maybe blue Roy had their little plaid extra plaid <laughs> shirts, but you know what I mean, like yeah. Gore Downey only started to put costumes on in the last year, right that was those were costumes, and he was thinking about that, and he was so brilliant, yeah, those last shows were outrageous, it's just yeah. brilliant, yes. beautiful, 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 but it's important, but it's not that important. The photographer on that jacket is the is the is the photographer I've used for many years, and that's where you get an authentic laugh because i'm actually oh, wait a minute, laughing because the guy's funny because we've been shooting together for so long. That's natural light. That's a piece of cardboard I'm standing on with somebody holding a fan. That's my actual hair, as you're now looking at now. Well, that was a whole political statement, right? I'm just going to stop coloring my goddamn hair. Why do we do that, ladies? It's fun when you're a kid, like you guys, but at a certain age, why do we devalue ourselves? why why do we do that why do we women think that we're only as good as 28 our best due date that's bullshit and in fact it's been a myth that's been put upon us for thousands and thousands of years by oh I don't know I think you know who so we need to stop hearing that narrative that's the wrong narrative don't get me started on cosmetics because I think that's a huge crazy Mm -hmm. bit of poison Mm -hmm. and that's the Kool-Aid we girls are drinking Mm -hmm. We so don't need all of that. No. And we, we need to stop drinking the Kool Aid on that.
3: Yeah. And that's why it's so important, like, people seeing women have gray hair at a certain yes. point. Yes.
4: I like to call it platinum, but I hear what you mean.
3: <laughs> platinum hair. Yeah. And yeah. Like, embracing it because it looks so good. Too. Oh, I got to like, tell <laughs> you,
4: there's a funny word called men o' Break it down, girls, <laughs> and get back to me.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, okay. right. Thank you, yes. thank you, <laughs> thank you. Mm. Yeah. And it's like we know these things. You we know, do know these things, and but but it feels yeah. good to hear it. Feels we need good to hear, hear it again stuff,
4: every day. Yeah, exactly. every day, every day. Every day. Yeah. till we get the same money for the same job, because that's the ultimate game changer right mm-hmm. there. And until we're there, sorry, we're going to be struggling because yeah. we're already struggling because we got to take time off to have kids. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's just a fact of life. Men do not create milk in their boobs. Mm -hmm. They just don't. Mm -hmm. And not all babies need breast milk. Mm -hmm. But... uh,
1: yeah, I taught uh, grade six two years ago. I'm so sorry. But you know what? (laughs) My apologies in advance. (laughs) Those girls... Like just before hitting puberty, it's like
4: oh, the magic years. They
1: they know this too. Oh, yes, they do. And they know that they're being lied to on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But then it's like as soon as then, then I'm seeing the ones that are hitting like you know grade eight and yes, stuff. Yes, and sir. it's like they just forget that. And then it's just no, it's a couple of really difficult years. Critical right there, my uh, my friend of mine who owns a yoga studio is saying a lot of the young women in their twenties are coming in, and she's never seen a crop of girls who have had such bad and high anxiety i gotta tell
4: you the anxiety levels i have a teenager i have two kids but my my youngest is struggles so deeply and i don't think he has a single friend who doesn't have this issue it's nuts out there yeah and i don't know whether it's our cell phone because i definitely see, see a difference between my 18 year old and my 21 year old just that little gap is really mesmerizing.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, it is the cell phones. Yeah,
4: I'm going to go ahead and say that too. It's very difficult. It's too much information. We could,
1: Yeah, I mean, we could go on. I, and yeah. I do, I do. I can rant about this for hours, but yeah. we won't. We're going to keep it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Busy, we know
4: that. <laughs> well, we're all busy, but, but I'm not too busy to talk to you girls.
1: Thank you. So this is a really special festival for those who love the shared experience of live music. Yeah. Playing and watching. Um, for those who want to take their passion to the next level and participate, how can they go about doing that? So still accepting volunteers? We are. ABS. Absolutely.
4: If you go to our website, yeah, kensingtonjazz.com, there's a volunteer button there. You push it. There's a wonderful Google Doc that will allow you to even talk about if you want to do it with a friend, how many hours you can do, if you're good at merch, or you want to do a door. Um, There's there's stuff to do, and you can kind of click through it. And I have an amazing woman named Rain. Yes, that is her name. And she coordinates all our volunteers, and she's taking care of that, which is a huge, huge step forward for us this year, to have someone like that.
1: And if people aren't inspired to take part after hearing this, I don't know. I don't I know what. Again, How many musicians, how many venues? It's well, there's really over
4: business. 400 musicians. Crazy. There's, I would say, 20 venues all total, maybe more. It's the weekend. It's a 14, 15, 16, so it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's rain or shine. We're indoors. A lot of our, most of our venues are indoors and we are making an umbrella this year with our logo on oh. it. And we do have a water bottle this year because I have the water truck coming from the city of Toronto. So we'll be able to fill up and drink water. We're trying to get rid of the <laughs> plastics in the market.
1: That's a great idea. Any last things that you'd like to mention that we haven't covered about the fest?
4: We really do need volunteers. That would be very helpful. We need smart loyal, trustworthy. I mean, I just described almost everybody in Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody in Canada. I just described everybody I did in a weird sort of way. Well, we need you. And uh, if you don't want to volunteer, um, for goodness sake, show up, because yeah. it's great With music. Cash. Yeah, cash. But yeah. there are bank machines here. There many, are. many bank machines here.
1: <laughs> well, I've... <laughs> Amazing.
3: Thank, Thank you. Just everything that you do here. Thank you so incredible. much. We have
4: a good time here.
3: Uh, I hope we can chat again.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I've been to the Halifax Jazz Festival. I've been to the Jazz Festival in Nepal and I can't wait to come right to on. the Kensington. And just played Jazz Halifax. First.
4: It was fantastic. I was a great that's a great city and that was a great festival probably my favorite of the year. It's beautiful. Laura. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: thank you so much for taking thank the time you so much to speak crabbing. with us. And if you guys haven't checked out Meaning to Tell you, you can buy it on Amazon. You can, you can buy
4: it online. <laughs> it's it's Anywhere online. you know, it's a whole new world. It's all over the place. All right. I'm just about to um, drop a new YouTube video on the Leonard Cohen song I covered.
1: Oh, Yay!
4: So <laughs> so that'll happen, I don't know, maybe next week. Okay. Wow. This week maybe, wow. I don't know.
1: Wonderful. Like Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you ladies. Thank you.
4: Bye.
3: All right, there you have it. Being in a room with Molly is so incredibly invigorating and seeing all the hard work her and her team have put into the festival and being in Kensington Market as well for this interview, you really feel that this place is special and we cannot wait for the festival. I've signed up to volunteer and I hope some of our listeners will be volunteering and attending as well.
1: Yeah, I'm moving that weekend, so I will be there. I'm going to go to the festival. You'll be there in spirit. And um, and I'll tell you all about it. Absolutely. Um, and so everybody who is listening, thank you so much. Don't forget to head over to our network site, com. Uh, maybe consider making a donation to the Patreon or ordering something from the merch store. Yep. And also, go check out all of the other shows on the Rock and Roll Archaeology website and network. And there's lots of big things, really exciting stuff coming up for the network. So, yeah, head over and see what's going on over there. And our episodes are a little bit different on their website as well. We edit a little bit differently. We add some special things. And, yeah, check it out. Check it out. Thanks. Bye.
2: News and Stuff is produced by Chantal Muir and Link Solo. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Please visit rockandrollarchaeology.com for more information.
0: Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleepwave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleepwave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice.
2: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwein, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling-medical-investigator.